Hello there, and welcome to this episode of Special Unit 352, or SU-352 for short. My name is Max, and this is my co-host Peyton, and we became fast friends over our mutual love of Star Wars. We love Star Wars so much that we wanted to talk about it all the time, so we decided to record it. Today we'll be talking about Bad Batch, Season 1, Episode 10, Common Ground. Peyton, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic, actually. Um, just getting ready for this party that we're having this weekend for uh, all the people that didn't get to come to my brother's wedding. Um, so, you know, I've been cleaning my house. I got family to stay with me. Um, so that'll be fun. And, uh, you know, just usual working at Publix. Um, we nearly had a situation with two service dogs <laughs> um, on the big aisle with all the cheese and turkey and all that other stuff. Uh-oh. It was, uh, I was on break. I was getting a bag of chips with um, a co-worker, and we heard what sounded like uh, a fight about to happen. Oh, no. Yeah, we didn't actually see it, but we heard bits and pieces of it. Oh, mercy. But I, I was too busy trying to get my food. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Y'all going to freak out over here? Hold on. Let me get some Fritos. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't getting Fritos, actually. I was getting um, cheddar cheese truffles. <laughs> or ruffles. That's it, ruffles. Yeah. Man, this, like this kid's got mine like a steel trap. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I mean, Fritos are really good, but you know, I wasn't craving them at that time. But how how's your week been? Uh, honestly, hectic. Uh, for those of oh. you uh who did not see the Facebook post and are wondering why the heck this video is going up at like <laughs> ten o'clock at night on a Wednesday, it's because we did record on time. Uh, but my computer did not want to think that my microphone worked. <laughs> So we had a full conversation for an hour on Zoom, and we could hear each other just fine. And then I go to I go pull it up in the audio recording, and my little waves waveform is not there, not even close. So uh, we are. So we apologize. <laughs> absolutely. Profusely. We are. Uh, so hopefully this will be fast and more succinct. Uh, but if not, uh, not sorry, I guess this is kind of <laughs> yeah, what we do. I mean, hey, you'll get to uh, hear us, you'll, hit, you'll get to hear us in three days, too. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so you get double us. So, in case we um, miss anything in the Star Wars news, it, you'll, you'll hear it again in a couple of days, it'll be fine. Yeah, so, um, Max, do we have any news this week? Um, there was a new expansion. Uh, that was announced yesterday, I believe, uh, according to Wikipedia. Um, it was released yesterday. It was announced yesterday that it will be released later on in like late September. Um, and it is uh, the new expansion for the Star Wars MMO made by BioWare, Star Wars: The Old Republic, called Legacy of the Sith. Ooh, uh, they've got videos, Sounds but I haven't watched any of it. Okay. Well, um, I know they've also brought some interesting new food choices to Galaxy's Edge. Space um, popcorn? <laughs> Unfortunately not. 
Ah. Um, a lot of plant-based items and vegetarian items. It's really interesting some of the combinations they come up with. Oh, how inclusive of them. Very inclusive. Most impressive, too. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it on the park side of things. Um, there is some information about the new show, Visions. We finally have a release date. Oh? Uh, September 22nd, I believe. I think it's on the, uh, I think it's in the article. Can you want double check that? Yes, it is. It will be, it will arrive. Visions will arrive on September 22nd on Disney+. Plus. And I guess they are short films. Correct. Yes. And by their own admission, uh, Star Wars Visions storytelling did not have to fit in the timeline. Um, so that was not one of their goals. Hmm. Interesting. So uh, that could be a bad thing or a good thing. Uh, it could mean that they were able to run free and make some really good decisions. Or, you, you know, it could crash and burn either way, you know. I mean, hey, you know who's really um, good about not having anything um, non-canon? What? Or, or, or not compliant as possible? What? Miss Kathleen Kennedy. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wonder if she signed off on it before she left. Hey, she probably did. She's, I mean, she still is. Wait, did she leave? Yeah. But uh, okay. uh, uh, don't quote me on that. Uh, I think, yeah, I think that she's. I think that she stepped down from some of her roles, but I don't think that she has stepped down from being in charge of all things Star Wars. Not until October, at the least. Yeah, that's that must be what it is. So I know she's, I know she's losing control fast over uh, such things as the acolyte, which is based in the High Republic era. Okay. So I don't know if that's that's probably a good thing. From what I heard, they were trying to change the aspects of the chosen one and the force as a whole, trying to make the Skywalkers irrelevant. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you could do that. I... And get and get away with it. Uh, get the. Um, I'd like to get the camera off the Skywalkers, but I don't know if. But I don't know if the like respond the correct response to that is make them absolutely useless. Well, apparently Brie Larson's character was supposed to be quote a Jedi god. So I'm... essentially, she wanted to replace Anakin Skywalker as herself as the new chosen one. That would not have gone down well, my, my friend. No, no, it would not um, have. On a happier note, the script for Rogue Squadron is nearly done. Oh, cool. And Rogue Squadron will be dropped sometime in 2023, I believe, at the end of the year. Um, so let's cross our fingers. Don't know exactly what era this is going to take place in. I've heard rumors it's either going to be between episodes six and seven I'm hoping for between the five and six um, as Rogue Squadron was founded during that era. Anyway. So, that's pretty much it. 
Uh, oh, yes. And speaking of the oh. High Republic, I want to give yes. a quick shout out to uh, two Sabersmith installers, uh, a, an Ooh. installer and a custom chassis design maker known as Solo Sabers, who recently did an excellent job making a custom High Republic crossguard saber that looks exactly the way, like, if you imagine king arthur's sword and then you just replace the sword part with a lightsaber this is what this hilt looks like it is magnificent what color, uh, what, color did, what color did he put it in uh it's, it's like, neopixel so it could be whatever you want okay but it's what uh, is the prime what is the primary color do we know uh i don't know i think he just installed the like the bits because the people that actually made the hilt or are called space junk sabers um, who have done incredible, very original work um, on lightsabers uh, here in the past few months. Um, they have made lightsabers that don't look like the solid tubes that you get from Ultra Sabers or some Saber Forge or like cheaper mm -hmm. looking ones. They feel like grips. They look like uh, skinnier maglite grips that look like you want <laughs> the hilt you kind of want to have in a tactical situation. You want to be able to have mm -hmm. something to grip instead of it just being like this metal tube that doesn't have any etching on it. Yeah, uh, interesting. I'm, I'm really surprised by their work, uh, surprised and impressed, and I will link both of those on Facebook after this. Awesome, awesome. So, um, for the second time, what are your opinions on <laughs> this episode? Uh, looking back over it, uh, and watching, I've having watched it, watched twice, it a few times. So, um, yeah. It, it was written really well. It was written really succinctly and it didn't like throw any weird punches at us. It was pretty, no, it was no, pretty it safe. Yeah. Um, I was kind of hoping for a bit more when I watched it the first time. Um, because we had such an interesting trend going from meeting Captain Rex, getting the chips removed, you know, running in the crosshair, getting reintroduced to Cad Bane, Cad Bane and Phoenix Chan going at it, um, and Omega's identity, that I thought Common Ground would continue that trend, um, at least in part. But I think we're going to get more of that in this coming episode that drops this Friday. Um, more on that later. <laughs> um, so, so plot-wise, what do we have? Uh, plot-wise, uh, starting from the very top of Common Ground, um, we open on a planet we haven't seen. Raxus. Called Raxus. Now, which a is lot the capital? It was the capital of the Separatists. Well, it's a Confederacy of Independent Systems, as most people call it. CIS. Ooh, boy. It took me a long time to understand all why those letters were a thing. Because <laughs> uh, they were printed on all of like the models, and I was just like, mm -hmm. "What? Why? Why is that a thing?" They're like, oh, because it's not just fighting robots. Like somebody owns these robots and is fighting. <laughs> Yeah. Um. So. I mean, yeah. And I don't know. I, I don't know who taught the droids to say Roger, Roger, but yeah. 
in Galactic Common. Uh, <laughs> so the Galactic Empire has seized uh, Raxus Segundus, uh, the former capital of the Confederacy of Independent Systems. Captain Bragg, who is among the Imperial officers overseeing the occupation, addresses the crowd who is booing her to her face, uh, <laughs> assembled in a square in the capital city, Raxalon, not Raxis. Mm -hmm. That won't well, get confusing later on. No, and I, I assure you, they wouldn't be booing if Vader was um, there instead of her. Right. They'd all be either running away or dead, but, you know, brave people. So, um, she states the Empire is not their enemy and will treat all former Confederacy planets fairly in exchange for loyalty. Um, and <laughs> I told you that that's how, when you, uh, in an old PS2 game, uh, Star Wars game called Star Wars Battlefront 2, when you won as the Empire, it never said that you beat or you killed or you defeated anyone. It was a, always a British guy, and he would say, like, he would say things like, we have removed the government of Kashyyyk of their duties. <laughs> no, you killed them, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> but, yeah. But it's all, it's all this, like, uh like kneecapped language this like softened bullet of we are not the enemy unless you make us the enemy <laughs> yeah uh, so uh behind her uh form former raxus senator ava singh uh is standing next to his ra7 protocol droid uh gs8 Eight, uh, yeah uh and he uh he what is her name? Uh, <laughs> Captain Bragg motions for him to come up and speak, and he leans over to the droid and says, uh, uh, says that whatever he's about to do, follow, uh, follow his instructions to the letter if anything happens to him. Uh, he supports, he walks up, and uh, as he's walking up, Bragg claims that such measures, like the curfew that she just announced, uh, which are mandatory because this is fascism, um, <laughs> were all approved by Senator Singh. Uh, as the crowd boos more heavily, uh, the senator comes up and initially Singh implores yeah. his fellow citizens to embrace the new imperial laws and that Raxus will flourish again under this new empire and then he, he flips it he like stumbles mid-sentence and goes nah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he publicly declares that he can no longer condone this imperial occupation of Raxus he says that the empire wishes to intimidate and to scare them and to prove that they don't do that, they intimidate and scare them by taking <laughs> Senator Singh away in handcuffs and pulling out, like, four tanks on a bunch of unarmed civilians. Like, <laughs> Tiananmen Square style. It is... They are not... This, <laughs> this show is not subtle and, like, these are the bad guys. <laughs> yeah. Not subtle at all. Uh... Meanwhile, GS8 runs to a corner. We uh, we cut to GS8 
behind a pillar and she contacts someone that we don't know. Um, uh, like we can't see or hear, uh, just that, uh, as Singh instructed that he had been, uh, arrested and that they need, they require assistance. So uh, cut to old Mantel. Cutting back to o- old old Mantel. Uh, With the Bad Batch, Omega, and their space popcorn. Yes, Mantel mix. <laughs> uh, and uh, Omega is the one that asks, hey, uh, what's the, I wonder what their next bit mission is going to be like tech reminds her that she is being tailed by two of the best the biggest and most well-known names in the bounty hunters guild uh and advises that it would be best to keep a low profile to which hunter agrees absolutely and that there is too much heat on the group at the moment completely understandably so <laughs> wrecker says that such pressure has not stopped them before uh hunter pulls him to the side out of earshot and argues that Omega has been through a lot and needs a break. Now, this is, like, dad vibes. Uh, <laughs> Very. Because she, she's itching. She's itching to get back in the fight. Uh, right. As soon as they open the door, like, they're not all the way... Like, I think they're all the way in the door uh, when... Sid immediately sends them on a mission to extract Singh from confinement. Um, and uh, all of the Bad Batch say, whoa, pump the brakes. Like, we're we're gonna chill. Like, we just got, you know, attacked by two of the biggest bounty hunters in the galaxy. Maybe we should, like, you know, take a hot minute. And, yeah. Uh, Sid ain't having it, though. <laughs> yeah. Sid's like, you're going, I swear. Uh... <laughs> Hunter initially objects uh, when they find out what the job is because Singh used to be a former separatist. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, Echo takes great offense to that. He is like the hair, like if he had hair on his head, it would be standing up. He is 100% not going to help a former separatist. But Sid reminds all of them that their debt is still not paid and yeah. it's been racking up. Hunter agrees that taking Omega to Raxus is far too dangerous due to the heavy Imperial occupation there. Sid offers to look af- look after the kid while the rest of the bad bitch go on the mission. Uh, while you, Doc and Gloomy, go over there, do whatever you need to do, I'll watch the kid. Hunter reluctantly well. agrees to leave Omega at the bar, uh, despite his distrust of Sid. Um... Omega wants to come along since she believes she's part of the squad. <laughs> Hunter replies that following orders, <laughs> that if she is a part <laughs> of the squad, that following orders should not be a problem. Yep. He tells her to stay close to Sid and not to <laughs> not to leave the pala because there's a kid in it, so it technically can't be a bar in Star Wars Land or in <laughs> Disney Star Wars Land. Uh, yeah. As the rest of the squad leaves, Sid says, "Oh, I got a, I got a mission for you," and throws oh, yeah, a sponge tiny. at her. Yeah, she calls, she calls it tiny. Get cleaning. I swear, she sounds more like Timon every single day. No, <laughs> anytime I do it, and I swear. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lion. <laughs> I don't know what. What if she's on our side? Um. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. 
so uh we we don't see any of them uh any of them flying we cut to uh cut to them being uh in orbit around Naxus mid orbit trying to touch down and echo is still got a, a bee in his bonnet about helping separatists um uh, Tech replies that the coordinates from Sid have them landing outside the capital of city of Raxalon, the home of the senator. Uh, and Tech also notes to Echo that he has made his distaste vocal repeatedly. Uh, <laughs> Hunter says he did not imagine traveling to Raxus like this. They had been fighting. This is just a good reiteration of being like this. The All of these clones were co- built, created in order to take planets like Raxus, specifically the capital, Raxus. So it's really weird. It's like post Civil War, and people are, and now you have to save a Confederate from like Jacksonville (laughs) (laughs) or Baton Rouge. But like, Uh uh, they're like, oh, I mean, we were expected to come here, but like, not in espionage. The Havoc Marauder descends into Raxus's atmosphere. While flying through the clouds, they encounter two Alpha-3 Nimbus-class V-wings. That's what they are. I knew I recognized wow. them. And I know, I, I know the V-wing because I had one in my collection at one point. Yes, you did. Oh, I forgot I, that. Yeah, I did, and I actually stole it for various reasons. Gotta get that I mean, hey, in. half my collection's in storage, so, you know, I don't even know what's still good in there. <laughs> I mean, oh. I, I've gotten rid of almost all my episode three stuff, except for my Black Series sabers. So I still got Kit to Stowe's saber, which is, like, the best. Um, oh, it just feels so good in the hand. Oh, my God, yeah. So, but enough about lightsabers. We'll be here all night. Yep. <laughs> So do we just do we just get touch on my favorite subject? Sorry, I'll just I uh, got got a little mm, sorry drooled there for a sec. Sorry. Freaking out, breathe it out, freaking out, breathe it out. All right, so they see two they are uh uh flanked by two Alpha 3 Nimbus cl- uh, class V wing starfighters who tell them that they are flying in restricted airspace when they request clearance codes, uh Hunter tells Echo to transmit the clearance codes that Sid supplied. Echo reminds Hunter that their client is a separatist and asks how uh, they could be sure that this isn't a trap. It's a trap! After it's a trap! Uh, after uh, a pregnant pause, the clearance codes work out, and Tech looks straight in Echo's face and goes, Satisfied? <laughs> and Echo's like, I mean, no. It's, it, it's, it's like the same deal when they sent the code for um, when they were uh, on the Imperial shuttle in Return of the Jedi, you know, those codes were. It's an not, old code, uh, sir, but it still checks out. Yeah. So you have a code clearance. <laughs> All right. Uh, they fly their ship over a red forest and land in a forest clearing. After disembarking, tech after getting out of the ship, tech says their code that their code work and that their client being a separatist is irrelevant. Echo mm-hmm. disagrees, uh, but Hunter tells them to forget politics and that they're here to do a job. 
the bad bitch soon meets the client, GSH, <laughs> who tells them that their master, that her master, Senator Singh, was arrested for speaking out against the unjust occupation. Hunter says they could, they don't care, and insists on getting the job done. GSA leads the squad to the chagrin of uh, now not only Echo, but also Wrecker. Wrecker now has a bee in his bonnet. Not just because he was, he was, everyone was kind of visibly not comfortable working for a separatist, but now mm -hmm. they're having to follow a Kleinka. Ah, even oh, worse. Oh, yeah. Wrecker, Wrecker's not okay. No. Uh, cutting uh, back to Ord Mantel, uh, uh, Sid notices that Omega is sulking uh, and being a broody teenager and tells her that she is aff the affecting the mood of her bar. <laughs> Omega apologizes. Sid asks what is wrong, and Omega explains that she hasn't heard back from her friends. Hope they do, now, right? Uh, Omega wonders <laughs> if they will be okay. Uh, Sid says that the clones better be for what this job is paying. Omega wishes she could come with them and says that it's not fair. Says that life that, ain't fair. Life ain't fair. And thinks that <laughs> Omega should do something about it if you're going to think that it's not fair. She suggests that if Omega was not so helpless, the bad batch would not have left her here. Which is <laughs> not the thing to do, to, not the thing to say to a already sad teenager. Or yeah. tween. We don't really know her age. <laughs> she's uh, a child. But like, she's. Uh, so she sulks away to another corner, uh, while the Athorian Bolo and we and Weequay catch. We get Bolo and catch. We get names of them now. Um, oh, wow! Uh, Liam O'Brien get... and Sam Regal. Uh, yeah, I, I I knew we'd get names for them eventually. I mean, they name all the aliens in Star Wars. Yeah, they do. Eventually, <laughs> Sid asks, "What are they looking at?" Omega tells Sid that she's not helpless. Sid explains that she made a promise to Hunter to keep an eye on her and ensure that she is safe. Uh, Omega <laughs> asks, for how much? And Sid sighs and says, not enough, apparently. <laughs> Cutting back to Raxalon. Um, an ATTE marches through the streets of Raxalon while Imperial clone troopers stand guard outside the senator's residence. Uh, using some cool-looking heat vision binoculars, tech spots six interior guards and multiple heat signatures inside, including four in the subterranean level. Echo and Wrecker are pissed at GS8 and accuse her of leading them into a trap. Hunter asserts his authority and tells them that they need to take out the compound surveillance system. Moving into position, Hunter takes out a clone trooper. Hunter sends GS-8 out as a distraction. She orders the clone troopers to leave their master's resident at once. When they approach her, she leads them into a corridor where the Bad Batch take out the sentries. GS-8 opens a grill grate door, uh, which allows the clones to enter the compound. Inside the compound, Tech taps into the security system, which allows the Bad Batch to keep an eye on the all of the Imperial patrols outside of the compound and there are a lot of them it mm -hmm. is it is swarming with troopers it's definitely like a really big flex uh 
Hunter sends Wrecker and Echo to clear the upper levels while he and Tech will take out the main floor below. Hunter tells GS8 to follow them. Inside, Wrecker and Echo stun a pair of clone troopers. And this is a good time to say that they exclusively stun clone troopers. They do not kill, yeah. They do not kill in this whole episode. Um, and they don't talk about it. There, you just get like the the visual and the sound effect that they that the beginning of A New Hope opens with when they shoot uh, Princess Leia. There's one. Step for stun. And that's uh, I'm really interested to see what they how they bring that up or if a character in universe is going to complain about it. Um, Hunter says, uh, Hunter says that he will handle the two clones, uh, at the end of the hall and mistakenly tells tech and Omega to look back around tech reminds Hunter that Omega is not on the mission. Uh, we get a cool, like, oh, I miss my baby kind of moment, and he shakes it off, and <laughs> GS8 decides to distract the guards by claiming to be lost. When the guards confront her, Hunter stuns them with a stun grenade. Uh, a third clone trooper enters through the door, and Hunter fights him, knocking a vase in the process. GS8 narrowly saves a second vase from being destroyed and warns the clones to be careful. She explains that this vase is a relic gifted to Senator Singh for his years of service. Hunter grumbles. <laughs> and we cut back to old old man tail. And <laughs> uh, Bolo and Ketch, uh, played by uh, award-winning, Academy Award-winning, uh, Sam Regal and Liam O'Brien, uh, are playing a game of Dejeric with Sid. Uh, and... Uh, that is the 3D chess looking game that they have on the, on the Falcon. Falcon. Yeah. The Athorian appears to have the upper hand, and Sid is in a tight corner. Uh, her hand hovers over the buttons, and Omega advises her to not make a certain move. Sid ignores Omega uh, advice because she is a child and moves her chlor slug into position behind her Mantellian savrip. You could tell that I'm reading off the Wikipedia page now because there's no way in hell I know what the individual pieces of the game Dejeric are. <laughs> no. 100%. There's no way. Boland's Kintan Strider knocks out Sid's Chlorsla. <laughs> <laughs> I love Star Wars so much. <laughs> we do. This is not real words. I'm so here for it. <laughs> Omega says that she told her so. Sid asks Omega, well, what do you think? You, if you're so smart, why don't you come over here and do it yourself? And <laughs> Omega uh Actually does. She comes over and uses the Mantellian Savrip to take out the Kintan Strider and the Monarch, tipping the scales in favor of Sid. Bolo is furious with his weekly colleague while Ketch says that he was the one he was the one to bet it all. And as the two leave to settle their scores outside, uh Sid asks Omega 
how she knew how to do that. Sid says that Dejeric is a... Uh, Omega says that Dejeric is a strategy game and that she's good at strategy. Uh, Sid asks Omega if she's good enough to win a few matches for some money. Omega asks what her cut yes, is. Yes, cut. <laughs> yeah. 30%. Sid offers 30, Omega proposes 60, Sid strokes her chin, and we cut back to Senator Singh's office. <laughs> so we don't know what her cut ended up being. Oh, man. I'm liking Omega. Omega's been yeah. sassy from the beginning, but now she actually has a talent that's usable. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Oh, back well, at I the bet. ranch. Yeah. yeah. Well, I bet you it wasn't 60, but it wasn't 30 either. Yeah. I bet you it was like, I don't know, knowing, knowing Sid, probably 45, but... Literally the number I was thinking of. I was thinking 45. I would be happy with 45 at this point. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Back at the ranch, Captain Bragg and clone troopers uh, bring out an ITO interrogation unit. And let uh, me add... Bragg is sipping wine right yep. in front of the senator. Yep. And uh, so casual. Before they bring out the interrogation unit, uh, Captain Bragg offers Singh some of his own wine that Jeez, she's I drinking in front of him. <laughs> I hate when villains do that or, you know, anti hero, you know, whatever. It's such a power move to just eat in front of other, eat or drink in front of other people, especially when yeah. it's their own food. Um, <laughs> Bragg hey, charges, some, yeah, yeah. You want somebody's face popcorn? <laughs> mm. Or your space you, popcorn, rather? <laughs> you know, your space popcorn is so greasy. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, man! I paid three fifty for that. <laughs> So this is Disney. I paid seven fifty for that. <laughs> nah, we take back in charge nine fifty. Good God! Let <laughs> me say thank you, sir. I'd like another. <laughs> Shots fired at Bob JPEG now. Like I already paid a hundred bucks, and I got a baby. Like, come on, yeah, I'm, like, yeah, come on. Um, anyway, <laughs> getting in, getting into Disney beef. Uh, yeah. She tells the senator that they had an understanding. Uh, Singh refuses to be an imperial puppet and says that his loyalty is to the em to the people and not the empire. Bragg dismisses Singh's unwise choice and says that they will require what they need from him anyway. Singh Which is, is what? Information? Mm-hmm. Singh is defiant and says that their draconian tactics won't work on him. Bragg is undeterred and orders the ITO droid to move into position. Before the, before the droid can inject Singh with anything, someone throws a smoke grenade into the room right at Captain Bragg's feet. <laughs> Blinding the Imperials, who are then stunned. The ITO droid is also stunned, which is great. Just then, Hunter and Tech enter the room with GS8, who tells her master that she has followed his orders to the letter. Um, which would honestly be still kind of scary. So you got saved from stormtroopers by stormtroopers that have skulls all over them. 
and they're wearing black. <laughs> I would not I would not think I was saved in this moment. I'd be like, nope, you no. literally brought a death squad. All right, here we go. <laughs> right. Where's Krennic? So uh Singh is grateful and adds that she saved his most prized vase. Hunter asks how they can get out of here. Singh offers to help his rescuers, but Tech warns that the that an alert has been triggered. Through a data pad that was sliced into the surveillance system, he realizes that their position has been significantly compromised and that we have to leave. Um, they end up at the balcony where they are joined by Echo and Wrecker. Spotting and approaching ATTE Walker, which are the, for those of you playing the home game, those are the six-legged, um, really slow precursors to um, the AT-80s? What were, what, were the, what were the walkers used on Hoth? I forgot what their moniker was. AT-80? AT-80s. Okay. Altering Armor Transport. And I did see an A, uh, what was it, AT, what'd you call them again? AT, T-E? T-E? The, the Clone yeah. Wars one, or the? The six-legged one. Yeah, the Clone Wars one. Yeah, I saw one, um, but I never actually got it in my collection. It was actually a pretty hefty toy, and it had so many different gadgets and whatnot on it. Um, saw a kid playing with it, and he was reluctant to let me examine it. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like, all right, fine. I don't care. Do you care? I'll, I'll have care. fun. <laughs> fine. I'll have, take my toys and go. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I got the hiccups. All right. <laughs> so, uh, spotting the new, spotting the ATTE Walker, Hunter thinks uh, they should steal it and blow their way out uh, of the capital city. Of Raxalon, not Rexis. The planet is Rexis. I'm getting those confused in my head. GS8 asks how their plan would work. Just then, the clones use a grappling cable to land on the TE Walker. Tex stuns the gunners and the crew with a stun grenade, and Wrecker evacuates Senator Singh while Echo evacuates GS8, who compliments him. Uh, Tech takes over the ATTE walker while Wrecker throws the unconscious crew out the window. Uh, <laughs> and Captain Bragg realizes that the Bad Batch have commandeered uh, an ATTE walker and orders that they must be stopped. Uh, a second ATTE walker is dispatched after the Bad Batch. It manages to hit the Bad Batch's rear axial stabilizer. Uh... And Tech warns that they will have to recalibrate manually. Uh, and Hunter tells him to get the tank running while he and the others hold off the imps. Hunter and Echo manage to stun several, I think. I think the body, the stunned body count is like over 18 this episode. Mm. Wow. Watching it again, like it was hard to count individual bodies. But it's it, it's a lot. Um Yeah. They send several clone troopers while Wrecker manages to grab the walker's cannon, redirecting it and blasting away from the hijacked walker. Wrecker and Hunter use a stun grenade to stun the rest of the crew inside the walker. However, more clone troopers and a third ATTE round the corner. The Bad Batch are uh, have an oh shit moment and uh, <laughs> are 
soon surrounded by clone troopers who order them to surrender. GS8 enters the fight and knocks out one with a vase, allowing Tech and his comrades to stun their hijacked walker. Uh... To stun the rest, Senator Singh, I'm messing up my own notes, Senator Singh admits he never much cared for that vase. With the repairs complete, the Bad Batch escape in their hijacked walker. Singh advises the clones to bring their hijacked walker down a certain alleyway. Tech warns they will be trapped, but Singh tells them to trust him. The pursuing walker, uh, walkers follow the hijacked AT ATTE into the alleyway. That dead ends. Saying tells them to move into position near the wall since it and shoot at it um, or blow it up since it leads mm -hmm. to a subterranean passage. The clones bring their wall, their walker to heal uh, right on the wall. Under Singh's guidance, Wrecker blows a hole in the wall with a couple grenades. The Imperials blast their runaway walker while the clones sing and GS8 flee underground. Meanwhile, the imps find the walker is empty. Sing, GS8, and the Bad Batch find their way back to the Havoc Marauder in the forest clearing, and right as the senator is getting, is about to board the ship, Sing asks GS8, what is he doing? Sing doesn't want to abandon his people, and... And he instead he wants to help them. GS8 says that uh, he will help them if he is not better if he is not in imperial custody. Echo, uh, who has distrusted this person from the beginning because he has been fighting against this man his entire existence, um, agrees with GS8 and counsels saying to live to fight another day. The Bad Batch departs the forest of Rexis and fly into space. Back at the old Lord Mantel, <laughs> Bad Batch discover that uh, several speeders are parked outside Sid's really loud and raucous parter, parlor. Inside, they find several patrons, uh, including Gotal, Bolo, and Ketch, uh, gathered around a table as Omega plays Dejeric against a Pantoran. Oh, he's a Pantoran. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got what? you. I got you. I didn't know what he was. Um, I, I. Uh, Pantorans are a sentient species that are that look kind of similar to humans. Um, mm -hmm. they have blue skin that turn indigo when blushed, Whoa. and they have yellow eyes. Interesting um, combination there. And they have. Uh, known individual usually have like simple golden facial tattoos. Um, they are sometimes mistaken for Chiss. However, unlike the Pantorans, the Chiss have red eyes. And as far as I'm aware, uh, they're on their. They hail from Pantora, the moon of the ice planet Orto Plutonia. Which we have seen Pantora in episode four, I believe. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, first appearance of uh, Finn Shand on this uh, show. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. <gasps> that's what we were. Oh, that's, I, that's who I thought were Chiss. 
Mm-mm. I told you the chips weren't native to Cantora. That's right. Unknown regions, my friend. Yeah. So yep. we saw a lot of Pantorans already in this show. Cutting yep. back, um, the Pantorans Kintan Strider knocks out Omega's Chlor Slug. However, Omegis, Omega with with Sid's support uses her monic monoc to I don't know how to pronounce these things. Um, to uh, not a Minoc. It is a oh, no. M O N N O K, not huh. an M Y N O K. Never I, heard of them. Me neither. Uh, take out the Pantorans, Kintan Strider, and Mentelli and Savrip, winning the match. I swear to God, I feel like I'm talking Sims right now. Leaplarp, Gibdeslugart, Digiblarp, Gibdeslarp then. The Pantoran looks away with dismay before walking away. As the crowd cheers, Omega spots the Bad Batch and runs over to Wrecker. Wrecker asks where she learned to do that. Sid remarks that Omega is a natural strategist. Hunter grabs her by the shoulders and told and reminds her that he told her to keep a low profile and that this is not that. Sid gets in Hunter's face and says, tells him to cheer up because Omega made enough money to pay off their debt and that they owe her. And Sid praises Omega before turning her attention to Senator Singh's payment. Uh, so you better not mess with my don't talk to my new friend that way is literally <laughs> what she says and I'm so I'm so here for it <laughs> as the party clears out and it's back to the bad batch in the bar alone Hunter asks if Omega pay, really paid off the debt Omega says that she wanted to be useful even though she couldn't go on the mission <laughs> Hunter asks if Omega is interested in putting her strategy skills to the test he proposes one match with the promise that if she wins, she doesn't have to sit out on any missions. Omega accepts the challenge. Hunter asks if she is ready, prompting Omega to, a uh, to ask if he is ready. The two sit down for a game of Dejeric, and... Cut to black. Hunter makes the first move. And oh, yeah. in regular chess, I don't know the rules of Dejeric, but apparently all the pieces are named because this is freaking Star Wars. So, of course, they have a real tabletop version. Um, 100%. Uh, I don't know how this game is played. You know, but... I'm wondering if these creatures are actually real creatures. I wonder if they're actually fictional creatures within the fictional Star Wars world. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a big game of rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. So, like, one would beat one, but not the other. <laughs> but I don't know. So we yeah. cut to black. And um, roll credits. All right. Thoughts and predictions. Um, well, here's my uh thought process because I don't really know where we don't know where we're going from here. Right. Um, because apparently I just learned that the la um all the trailer footage that we see. Yeah. Uh it stops after this episode. Really? Yeah. So all the last six episodes, which I heard that Disney is keeping the last two episode titles really close to their chest. Um, they've released the titles for the rest of the episodes in July. So that's uh, 11, 12, 13, 14. Um, they are all big episodes. And apparently episode 16... 
is going to be a long one, just like the pilot. Okay. Um, I'm wondering if Singh is going to join the Alliance. Do you think we'll see him again? I hope so. Um, well, I, I hope that he joins the Alliance. Uh, I hope he, he, that he joins the Rebellion. Um, he survives long enough to hang out with Organa. Um, that's the dream, at least. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah, I um... I really... What I'm worried about is... Uh, my thoughts and predictions is... I don't know... Like, they've been talking a big game about how we haven't made a call on what like literally the bad batch has only been worrying about themselves this entire time understandably yeah. so honestly and mm-hmm. that means that they've been sitting out the big question which is whose side are they on right do they try to come groveling back to the Empire, or do they not? And they now care more about Omega mm-hmm. than they do about trying to save their own skin. So, mm-hmm. And this is, yeah, this is a big question. I mean, especially as we, are, we don't see them at all in Rebels. Right. Or Omega, obviously. Um, so that, that, I'm starting to get nervous again. I mean, regardless of whether or not they pick the Empire or some other faction, something tells me that they're not going to survive. <laughs> I'm worried that... I'm worried that it is going to be a bit too late. And uh, I don't know what this is going to end up being. But what I do know is that they they honestly are really interesting characters and I'm scared that they are, uh, <laughs> um, to use video game terms, they are uh, they are using so many death flags. Like, they might as well be speaking in Semaphore. They're 100% the kind of characters that would go down with the ship if the ship went down. So mm-hmm. I am, I'm scared that they're going to end up being martyrs for a cause that they don't necessarily agree with but literally would rather like the only the real cause that they would be dying for is omega right which brings me to the episode title of uh, number 11 devil's deal Ooh. who is our devil i got a prediction what you got? Boba Fett. Ooh. I, that's, that's what I think. He... I mean, he's been missing for the past couple years, I guess. I mean, we saw him in Clone Wars, but I don't exactly remember what year. Yeah, we saw him as a Wars. kid being trained by Singh. True. And he tried to go after Mace Windu. Uh, there is a fan series about uh, Darth Vader going after going after Mace Windu, and it's actually really cool. 
Um, for a Ooh. shoestring budget, it looks real good. Hmm. That's interesting. Now, well, maybe we'll, we should come back to that later because we'll start coming up with predictions on whether or not Mace Windu's actually alive. Yeah. <laughs> um, which would make us be here all night long. But no, I think Bubble Fett is this devil. Unless you have another opinion. I don't think that it's him. Who do you think it is? Hmm. I I think it could be Fennec. Why Fennec? Why? Because why would she be? I don't know if Fennec. I don't know if they have anything to offer her. But what I do know is that she is very skilled, and they know that she is specifically kill, skilled in keeping Omega safe. Um. Uh huh. Something that. Something that I don't know is that, like, who's in, like, who are the people in the highest positions of power other than the Empire? Like, Jabba the Hutt. Is Jabba the Hutt on his throne right now? He is. He's definitely on his throne. He's been on his throne on Tatooine for a while, I think. I mean, we see him, you know, presiding over the pod races. And we've already we already know that Tatooine has been controlled by the Huts. I'm worried that we're gonna make a deal with the Huts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jabba's definitely on his throne because as I recall in the first ever appearance of Ahsoka, we had to go rescue baby baby Jabba or whatever Rod of the Hut from uh, a Sag Ventress. And they deliver him to Jabba's palace. So okay, and we never see we never see that baby hut again. Um, Oopsie doops. Unless he's gonna come in the book of Boba Fett and try and kick Boba Fett off of the throne. Hey, that, ha- my, that could know, happen. My, my, da- my daddy's this is my daddy's throne. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> <laughs> well. Well, Rada was 50 years old during the Clone Wars, which is technically still a baby. Yeah. Oh, wait. Hang on. Hang on. Not 50. Sorry. 10. I think it's 10. He you was know, a baby. I don't remember exactly what. I don't know how Hut, Hut's age. I know they Jabba. I know they keep them in like little sacks attached to their body, like, you know, kangaroos or something. <laughs> weird um well that is disgusting (laughs) and and that's a wrap and on that note uh i think that's all we got for you uh thank you so much for joining us today if you want to chat with us we have a facebook page at special unit 352 and instagram and twitter at at symbol su352 podcast please rate and review us on your favorite podcast listening app because that will show up with the algorithms and we look forward to talking with you guys next week and don't forget um our email address uh, special unit 352 at gmail.com if you got any questions predictions thoughts absolutely um, just don't wave lightsabers on our face because we will pull some out <laughs> wave them back at you. You in the wrong hood. <laughs> you in my you in my neighborhood, old man tell. <laughs> All right. And as Peyton always says, 
may the force be with you.